Welcome to Beyond the Pulpit with Andy Thompson. Beyond the Pulpit is a podcast that shows Andy Thompson in a different light. He talks with different guests every week about how he overcame real-life challenges all of us can relate to. If you want to support the Beyond the Pulpit podcast, head over to www.pastorandy.com podcast for more information. Okay, what's going on everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome to... Uh, season one, episode four of Beyond the Pulpit. I am Andy Thompson, and I am here with my very special guest, the Right Reverend Doctor Manny uh, Al- Aloysius Arango. And we, have I wore got, this hat in honor of you today. We, Look at that. We, I've got my worship have, hat on. We have we have one heck of a show for you. We were supposed to start at seven, but Manny's experiencing technical difficulties because. Manny is a millennial raised by boomers, so that means that <laughs> he's not really a millennial. Like, he is one, but he's not one. I'm only um, his, a millennial in age, not in his, cultural uh, any, anything, actually. Not in cultural values, tech, I'm sorry. His tech abilities are definitely sketchy, and so... But we're here, so let's jump right into it. Manny, how you doing? You, you good? You ready to rock and roll? It's a good day in these United States of America, Pastor Andy Thompson. And so, yeah, yes, yeah. we are ready to rock and roll. We're ready to rock and roll. Uh, uh, we we got to get, yeah. yeah, we got to get going. We got to get to talking. So, you know, man, I, what you and I were on the phone earlier today and, and I just thought to myself, okay, hey, great. You know, we were starting to have a conversation and I was having a conversation last night in which I was basically talking to some young men ar- around me about, this whole discussion that's happening right now about masculine energy versus feminine energy. And let me just kind of lay it out there. We can both talk about it for just a little bit. Yep. And I think that there is a whole reevaluation of gender norms, period, all the way across the board. Now, you know, on my YouTube, you know, I've got way more men, you know, although I've got men and women, but definitely men, big, big part of my audience. And so, you know, Right now, all of these roles are being reevaluated. So it's not just transgender and those kinds of things, but it's just kind of gender roles, period. And the fact that I think that we're all, everybody's being squeezed to the middle. And I think that there are men who are being pressured to have more and more feminine attributes in an attempt to get away from the villainization of total masculinity. And in the same way, women are being pressured to have more masculine attributes in an attempt to get away from the villainy of being a victim totally because women have been victimized for so long. So it's a part of the way for women to be empowered and strong is for them to be a bit more masculine. It's almost kind of like, well, hey, guess what? I'm a woman and I can do anything a man can do so the feminine movement kind of taking this stance in an aim for equality, making a pitch for sameness, it's kind of like that is making women, to me, even more masculine than ever. And even when I listen to their language, just how they talk, particularly in your generation, not in my generation as much, not in the Xers as much, but in the millennials, definitely in the Z generation, you just hear women saying a lot of stuff like bro and a lot of swearing a lot of, you know, like I, I can, I'm yeah. watching TikTok videos and I'm seeing guys that are 
you know, basically proposing to their women and their women are swearing. Like, what the F? Oh, my God, bro. Bro, there's no way, bro. Get out of here, bro. And I'm thinking to myself, if I was, if I had went and bought a diamond and I shined it up and polished it up against my shirt and I have it in a little black box and I get down on my knee and you say, bro, get the F out of here, I'm literally going to get the F out of here because <laughs> I don't know if I want to marry a woman who's saying to me, bro, get the F out of here at this at this proposal that I've been thinking about. So I think for whatever reason, women, their talk, their body language, the violence, it's just like, it's almost like women are, are being more masculine violent than ever. Men becoming more and more just punks in my estimation, absolutely just processing like a woman, thinking like a woman, reacting like a woman, making decisions very much like a woman, raised totally by women. And so from their single mamas to their nursery school teachers to their daycare workers to their first girl, when do they actually have an actual interaction with an actual man who actually has a no-joke male perspective, let alone a man that's older than them? And so I think that all of this is, hi, everybody on Instagram Live. Hey, Manny, did you try to join me on Instagram Live? Oh, uh, no. You don't have your phone up yet? Man, get I your mean, phone up because gonna, I really do. I'm just going to be holding my phone. Okay. Oh, okay, man. Okay, man. Just fire up your Instagram Live so everybody can see you on Instagram Live and I can have you on both. But just, okay. I mean, you haven't even started talking yet, so it's okay. But you understand what I'm saying? So I think that discussion is something that I'd like for us to have right now. You and I were having it a little bit earlier. Let's jump into it. So just, Manny, from your perspective, what do you feel about kind of the normalization of just kind of very masculine talk from females and just guys making decisions in a way that's just. You got to accept, accept this thing on. Yeah, I'm accepting you. I'm accepting you. I accepted you. All right. Let's see. We're connecting. connecting. Um, Yeah, we're good. So I'll just hold my phone, uh, and I'm getting an echo. I can hear I can hear myself as as I'm talking because I think we're streaming in two places. Yeah, so, yeah, we're 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 working on that now. You're good. And hello? go. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, PA. Here's the funny thing: is I feel like you are allowed to give a very traditional perspective on gender because of your age. But I think that when people hear me proposing a very traditional perspective on gender, it's like they're shocked. It's like they, they expect me to be down with my generation's perspective on this. And I'm like, mm. yeah, my generation is confused. Like, we are completely confused. And there's a design uh, to masculinity and femininity. And that design is important. Uh, The example that I gave on my Instagram story yesterday is a pickup truck in a race car. A pickup truck has a design. It means that it was created to haul things. It was created with a towing capacity. That's what it was created for. Um, I was not created with mammary glands or, or breasts to feed a child. I wasn't created that way. And that means that God didn't make a mistake when he made men men. He made men a certain way for a certain design. And I can race 
uh, tow truck if I'd like. It's just that's not the design. I have to admit that I am uh, defying the design of someone who's created this. I could use an iPhone as a Frisbee if I want to, but that's just not what Steve Wozniak and Steve Jobs designed it to do. In the same way, a race car is designed to do some things. Can I put tools in a race car? Sure. Can I take my race car to a construction site? Sure. I can. No one's going to say that I can't. But is there something that's better designed to do that? And the question is, yes. A pickup truck is better designed for that than a race car. And a race car is better designed for racing other cars than a pickup truck. In the same way, men and women have a design. When my, I grew up, I was raised by a boomer. I was raised by a boomer who's an immigrant. So in the summer, my dad would leave the house at 6 a.m., 7 a.m., and he would wake me and my brother up. And my dad would say, hey, if I'm going to work, you can't be in my house while I'm at work. Now, your mother and your sister can stay here. Your mother and your sister are more than happy than to eat my food and to use my AC, but men provide, men work. That's what we do. We're built to do that. We're designed for that. We're designed to create infrastructure for society. We are designed for it. We're designed for hard manual labor. We're designed for war. We're designed to conquer. That's what we're designed to do. And uh, me and my brother just had to leave. He gave us a couple of options. <laughs> you can go to the library all day. You can work with me. You can walk up and down the street. I really don't care what you do. But there's different rules that apply for you versus the rules that apply for your mother and your sister. And that that's okay. <laughs> it is fine for us to be distinct, for us to be different, and for us to all know our place. That when COVID hit, Tia looked at me. I remember this very distinctly. COVID hit, of course, I was on the road full time. I made a decision that, you know what, I, I had worked for you for years, and me and you talked, and you were like, look, man, you could make more money traveling and preaching than I'm going to pay you. And I was like, you know what, bet. Let me use my faith and let me quit working for you and let me go get some speaking engagements and hustle and do what I know God's called me to do. January was dope, paid my mortgage, made a lot of money. February was dope, paid my mortgage, made a lot of money. By the middle of March, Tom Hanks got COVID. Disney shut down. The NBA shut down. I got 35 cancellations for conferences and speaking engagements. And Tia looked at me and said, sucks to be you. <laughs> you're the man. You, you, you're about to figure it out. And I figured it out. That's exactly what I did. I remember we walked into a Costco. Tia was maybe three or four months pregnant at the time. And there was a woman in Costco working in the checkout line. She was eight months pregnant, and I looked at Tia, and I looked at the woman, and I looked back at Tia, and I said, aren't you glad you're married to a dude who knows how to figure it out? That I didn't make my pregnant wife stand here for an eight-hour shift? Someone should be ashamed that this eight-month-old pregnant woman who's pregnant with a baby has to stand here at Costco in a checkout line. Someone, somebody should really be shot for this. This is absolutely absurd. My wife is pregnant with a baby, and she's taking three naps a day. You know why? She's designed for that. She has a uterus. She has a vagina. She has a birth canal. 
She has a design for taking care of children. Therefore, yeah, do I think women should work? I don't really know. Jury's still out. But do I think men should work? Absolutely. Why? Because we're designed to do that. I don't need uh, maternity leave. I don't give birth to children. I don't breastfeed. There's all types of reasons, real good practical reasons as to why I'm a better employee than, than someone who has to take a break when they're pregnant. Anyway, I am designed to work. When COVID hit and we were in an economic stressful situation, my wife understood. She clearly understood. Hey, uh, sucks to be you. <laughs> You're going to figure it out. And I did. I built a studio in my house. I started a streaming platform that now has 1,100 monthly subscribers that pay us. I hired people. I figured it out I, yeah. I, because I'm a man, and that's my right. job. My job See, Manny, is I, to figure I, it I out. I just think, I think, Manny, I think one of the things that is that happens in our world, right, is that there's ditches on either side of the road. So we go to these really far extremes, you understand? So it's kind of like yeah. we're going to go to this all or another extreme, and, and I, come, I understand that. I think there's a pressure for, you know, women who were kind of in that consistent kind of more traditional role. Because, I mean, you're sitting here saying, oh, yeah, well, you know, PA, you know, Andy, you're, you're from an extra generation. I was raised like that. That's how I was raised. I was raised where my mom didn't work. My father worked every day. My dad drove. So, you know, when I, I can remember as a kid, you know, practicing driving, I'd have like, I used to, you know, when I would go to the amusement park, I like to drive bumper cars. And I like to drive with my left hand on the wheel and my right hand around the side. I like to drive around. I don't want anybody to bump me. I just wanted to drive because I was imagining this this fake utopia, this world in the future in which I'm driving with my right arm around this future woman and my left arm driving with the <laughs> wheel. I didn't want anyone to bump me. When we got in, when we got on there, I looked around, everybody was like, don't bump me. Mostly people bump their friends anyway, but I was like, don't bump me, don't bump me, because I want to drive around. I want to practice this. This is kind of how I was raised to be. And I think that a part of even this, the whole redefinition of it, is that I, and I've, I've kind of said this a little bit that, you know, we have to be careful when we start to interject concepts or ideas that are unproven or untested. Right now sure. in the relationship world, there's a lot about it being a partnership. And I feel like, yeah, I, I understand that to some extent, to some sense it is partners, but you have to realize that that partnership is also a great, it has a significant impact on the pressure of everyone being less of what they are. So it's like For sure. right now, Me let's just take the whole. Have we have a partnership. We do have a partnership. Right. I make the money. Right. She manages it. Right. That's I've right. I understand. Of, I've never woken up in the middle of the night to take care of my son. Never. Uh, never. Right. right. We have a partnership, though. We have a phenomenal <laughs> partnership. And but see, Manny, what I'm saying to you. Is... And I don't cross into hers. So what I'm saying, Manny, is that there is, a, of course, there's a societal pressure, especially from your generation, uh, to make that not be the norm. And so it's almost kind of, and, and a big part of what men are crying out about is men are, being, are crying out about being asked, in a sense, to do double duty because they're being asked yeah, to kind of now come home from work and now not just help, 
but to actually be as patient or as nurturing or as a part of my argument around anything you can do, I can do better or anything you can do, I can do as well. Women making that argument is, first of all, it's not true because there's a bunch of stuff that we can do that you can't do. But but what's more is what's even greater. My argument is there's a whole bunch of stuff that you can do that we can't do. And there's and so if you are trying to act like you can do everything that we can do to be fair, you're going to start trying to assume that we can do things that you can't do. And there's things that you can do that we can't do. Okay, we cannot just stay the fetus. We can't the whole transgender discussion. And listen, no shade meant. But if it's shady, then take the shade and get out the sun. The truth of the matter is that we do not have the power to gestate life. All of our technology, we don't have it. We don't even have the technological ability to keep a child born pre-20 weeks alive. We don't have it. Yeah. Okay? So if we want to know who the women are, we just have to see who can actually gestate a baby. That's just a fact. But right now, there is a significant amount. The fastest growing, the fastest group of transgender people are teenage girls. Okay? That's the fastest growing group. Number one, because teenage girls, who has body image issues like teenage girls? For sure. Who has, trying to figure out who they are, fitting in, cutting themselves, trying to figure out are they distinct, trying to figure out if they're unique in some way. It's teenage girls that are doing that. Teenage girls who are under the microscope and looking like Kim Kardashian or trying to be this ideal thing. Teenage girls who find themselves maybe a little bit overweight, haven't quite lost their body fat, haven't quite figured out who they are, aren't necessarily standing out. They've been told since they were babies that they are the only one like them, that they're special by Barney. So now they find themselves in a group in which maybe they're not seeming as special or they're not seeming as unique. And then what's more is that you add to that the pressure of their culture, the pressure of society, because if there's any group that is susceptible to herd mentality and mass hysteria, it's teenage girls, okay? And so now, as a result of of a determination to stand out in some way, they want to identify as transgender and decide that they're going to be men, okay? So there is this significant amount of pressure on girls to want to be masculine, and there's a significant amount of pressure on men to be feminine. I I was reading an article because I'm, you know, a guy that's older, okay? I'm not old, but I'm getting older, and that, that was talking about the dangers of outside estrogens to the male body. Okay. 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 That the reason why men, as they get into their 50s, like me, need to eat right, get enough rest, drink the right things, and even think about getting their testosterone checked is because your testosterone levels have a significant impact on things like your heart health. There's a whole list of things that the male body cannot, without testosterone, the male body starts to break down. Yeah, and like almost, if there's, it's almost like we were designed by a creator who's smart. That's right. right. And maybe, if you introduce maybe. too many outside estrogens, 
Okay, so there's all these outside estradiol compounds, too much soy, stuff in the plastics that are now entering and it is causing a feminization of the actual male structure. So this is even bigger than just societal emotional pressure. There is a feminization of masculinity that is happening in yeah. which men are being pressured to lose masculine energy. And a part of what I've been saying on my show here for the last couple of weeks is that if men aren't men, then they aren't going to do the things that we want men to do. So Precisely. if you want ladies who are watching this or whatever, if you want a dude to roll on you and be like, yo, what's up? What's your name? I got to get with this. For sure. Okay. If you want a guy to roll on you and say, you know, A, B, C, D, A, you are awesome. B, you are beautiful. C, you are cute. And D, I got some D. If you want a dude to be able to do that, that kind of energy is masculine. That kind of energy is, yeah, I got this. That kind of energy is also going to say, gonna you're talking too much. We're, we're going to throw the baby out with the bathwater is what is Manny, going to that happen. kind of energy is going to be, I don't feel exactly. like talking right now. That Precisely. kind of energy is going to Precisely. be like, yeah, I'm not answering any of your questions. That kind of energy is going to be like, yo, stop asking me everything. And you're not telling me what to do. Sure. And it's like, For we sure. want the dude, right, Manny? to be confident enough to start his own business, but punk yeah. enough to let you make decisions later on about no, what, we, what, what we we're going to do. Pop, Those two things want. don't go together, son. Here's what we want. I'll tell you exactly <clears throat> what we want, okay? We want pets. That's what we want. I was hanging out with somebody recently. I was hanging out with a pastor, and he's got some dogs. And he was like, yep, I got the dogs neutered. I got my cat spayed. And I was like, oh, wow, you know, what's the benefits of that? And he's like, oh, well, you still get to have a pet, but they don't have their period and they don't they're not going to go make babies. So I have a pet and I want a dog. Or I want a cat, but I don't want all of the difficulty that comes with having this dog. So I'm going to neuter the dog and I'm going to spay the I'm going to spay the animal because I still want my pet. But. I want my pet based on my convenience and my pet's hormones or reproductive organs will become very, very inconvenient to me if we leave them there. And I know men and women who essentially want a husband or want a wife, but we want to neuter that person. We want to neuter them. We essentially want a man, but we don't want a man who's aggressive. We want a man who's a leader, but we, won't, we don't want him to be opinionated. We want a man who's a leader, but we don't want him to rock the boat. We want a man who's going to be someone who takes initiative, but we don't ever want him to be offensive. We want a man, and it's like, well, then you don't, then you want, that's like me saying, I want a house, but I don't want pipes to break. I don't want a roof that's going to, I want, I want, I want my landlord to buy me a washer and a dryer and a fridge, but I also want a house. No, the moment I say I want a house is the moment I sign up for all of the problems that come with home ownership. And we are living in a big, huge fantasy where I can have a woman, but that woman doesn't require what women actually require. Or I can have a man, but this man doesn't require what men actually require. 
and that is delusional. I don't even Manny, think God that way. God Manny, comes with all of the consequences that God comes with. Nothing Manny, in this life comes without the let, consequences. Let's take it to a whole nother level because I was reading an article that was saying that they're that they've done a research thing in which they did a survey and they found that one out of three men, 30 and younger, okay, right now, one in three men. 30 and younger have not had a sexual interaction with a woman in a year. Okay. So what they basically were saying is wait, 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 30% of men under the age of 30. That's right. Have not had. So these are people who have at one point had sex. Are these, this is not counting like guys that are virgins. No, this is, we're not talking about kids. We're talking about men. Okay. One okay, third okay. of men. In America, I don't know if it was Western civilization, definitely in America, have not had a sexual interaction with a woman. Clearly, yeah. they're talking to heterosexual men. Have not had a sexual interaction with a woman in a year. One third, okay? And they were talking about, they talked some about the whys of that. But I wasn't necessarily interested so much in the whys of it as much as I was interested in what they talked about was the potential result of it. Because what they were saying is that there's nothing more dangerous to society than unattached men. Okay? okay. The guys who will destroy the empire are guys who are sitting in their mom's basement around a light bulb writing their manifesto. Okay. Yep, when you sure. make a connection <laughs> with a woman, <laughs> when you have a woman to, to buy stuff oh, for, when you have a woman dead. to impress, when you have For a sure. woman yes. that you're trying to make smile, when you have a woman that you're just, there's, there, there, when you're connected to a woman, connected to a purpose, connected to a job, connected to a church, connected to community, almost nothing as detrimental has happened to men in the last 50 years than this post-COVID world. Men don't need to be in the house all day by themselves. Men don't need to work from home. Men don't need to order everything from home. And then what's more is because of the pressurized feminization of men, men are getting an opportunity to express their masculine energy only in a video game world. So yeah, the reason yeah, yeah. why they are lost in a video game world is because in that world, they get to be aggressive. In that world, yep. they get to be yep. competitive. In yep. that world, they get to express this inner thing and they leave from that and they become very distant and yeah. weird and yeah. socially awkward. What, and, and if there's porn. anybody that needs... Porn. And they watch they're, porn. They're and the in their mom's basement watching porn. They're jacking off. And That's the what they're doing. And the... And the, do you know the ultimate challenge of porn? The ultimate challenge of porn is you cannot learn how to please a woman watching porn. Factual. You only can learn how to please yourself. Pornography yep. is not built for you to learn how to please women. Pornography is built for you to be able to see her. That's the whole yep. point. Yep. And so to be honest, if you really want to know how to please a woman, and what's more is... If you want to be really interested in sex, the key to sex isn't even necessarily as a dude about being pleased. Yeah. The key to sex is trying to figure out, can you please that woman? And if you yeah. are trying to please the woman in a sexual experience, you will never become bored. You only become bored if you see yourself 
as the object and porn feeds this kind of variety perspective yeah but that that causes you porn does two things dad porn does two things well it does a lot of things there's two things that i can think of that are very relevant for this conversation number one there are doctors right now who are prescribing erectile dysfunction medication to dudes my age and younger because of pornography addiction so first of all pornography leads to ed it leads to erectile dysfunction which means that there's a problem. There's an emasculation problem. Second of all, do you want to, son? Do you want me to tell you why that is, real quick? Just my sight minor. Yeah. The reason why yeah. is because when you step into an actual room with an actual woman, you are now dealing with the anxiety of whether or not you know what to do with that woman and wow. can you please that woman. When you're yeah, alone yeah, yeah. with your computer, you're only thinking about how to please yourself. Yeah, so yeah. it's easy. You know what turns you on. You know what you like. So that's easy. That's not yeah. hard at all. But it, when you step into a woman and when you step into a relationship with someone of the opposite sex, I also think this is a little bit of the cop out of homosexuality. And I don't want to go down there. But when you d- being in a in a look, same sex. Look, look, a woman knows how to please a woman. OK, a woman let, knows how to please a woman because a, she look, has all let, the parts. Yeah, yeah a guy yeah, knows yeah, how yeah. to please a guy because Come get, on. what I'm saying. Mika, and what I, I'm saying is that article, Dad, I read this article that was like had a homosexual, homosexual men and women have like 60 times more sex and more orgasms. And I was like, duh, 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 this is not this is not shocking because heterosexual is always harder than homosexual. If God was wanted to easy, God could just relate to Jesus and the Holy Ghost and be fine. But God relating to humans is difficult. If all right. of my people in my life were black, that'd be very easy. But the moment right. I have to relate to someone who's different, who's other, now there's a challenge. There's a hurdle. Right. So therefore, right. heterosexual relationships will always be more difficult than homosexual relationships. Of course, people that yeah. are, are, are have a homosexual bent have it easier. You're a man trying to figure right. out another man. You're a woman trying right. to figure out another woman. Ne- never, never mind the fact that I know tons of people who were in heterosexual relationships and because it was so hard have now gotten into homosexual relationships anyway that's all yeah anyway my i guess my point in all of it was here here, i want to i want to shift the conversation just a little bit because i want to talk a little bit about the cure okay because i think we could spend forever talking about the cause and the results of it and the dangers of the results of it but I, i because Right now, the way that the country's going, in America in particular, okay, we're dealing with a birth dearth, okay? We just are. And so the reason why they're racing so fast to get really great technology, particularly robotic technology, is because their prediction is that in the next 40, 50 years, we're going to run out of the men that we need to maintain the infrastructure of the country. This is what abortion's about. This is what the real fight against homosexuality is about. It's really about the maintenance of the empire. And the real challenge of teenage girls wanting to be boys is that when teenage girls start to mess with their their reproductive systems, we have absolutely no idea what's going to happen long term to women flooding their female systems with testosterone and men flooding their, their systems with estrogen It's ticking time bombs. We have no idea what's going to happen. And all of this stuff is experimental. Okay. Sorry. You know, I know what to be, whether it's politically correct or not, it's all experimental. We have no idea. 
And so the danger of it is, okay, without enough interaction with one in three men not having any sexual interaction with a woman at all, where are we going to be when it comes to procreation? Where are we going to be when it comes yeah. to children? Yeah. Where yeah. is the society going to be yeah. when it comes yeah. to... And so there's all kinds of potential detrimental factors in this. Got yeah. it. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about what's the cure to it. And I think a part of the cure is that men need to be mentored and moved and made by other men amen okay amen. we are living yes. in a world right now in which women are trying to make men men gentlemen yes. that is never going to work okay your mother can't make you a man that's why Absolutely. most of the dudes in jail were in single mothers most of the dudes who dropped out of school single mothers it's nothing against the single mamas they're doing the best they can the problem is that a woman cannot make you a man, Factual. okay? It's not possible. Factual. And if you enter into a relationship with a woman that's supposed to be romantic and a part of her role in your life is to make you a man, you have totally lost sight of anything like reality because there's absolutely no way your wife should make you a better man. That's ridiculous, okay? <laughs> what you actually need is interaction. Oh, there, I saw Jesus. some I saw some preacher, Manny, I won't say his name because you know him, who basically had the nerve to get on some show and talk about his wife was his mentor or something. And I was, I quickly turned that bull crap off because I didn't want to start cussing on the thing because I'm supposed to be a preacher. But there's no way a woman can make you a better man. Your mom can love you. Factual. Your grandmama can teach you some great stuff. Factual. But at the end of the day, if you allow a woman to make you a man, you're not going to really be a man. No. You're going to be a feminized version of a yes. man. Yes. And so you've got to get to a place in which you find yourself around some men who yeah. know what they're doing, who are yeah. successful, be, whether it's even, on the golf course, whether you get a coach, whether you get a mentor, whether you're in a ministry program, whatever it is that you're going to do, you've got to find yourself at church, get around a deacon, get around, find a guy yeah. who's in this situation who you can look at and be like, wow, that dude is successful. Let me put my pride down. Let yeah. me build a relationship with this older man Somebody exactly. who's been on the planet longer than me, let me shut my mouth and figure out how I can be told, how I can be a better man, how I can be yeah. challenged yeah. to be more, challenged yeah. to be greater. That Here's has got to happen. Here's and the, the sooner problem, we do that, yeah. Manny, the better. Yeah, yeah, but here's the problem. Here's the problem. All of these dudes want moms. That's what they want. So they come to me, they come to you, I need a spiritual dad, I ain't want a spiritual father. And then you say something hard, you discipline them, you actually be a man to them, and they cry and they go back to their girlfriend. And they tell their girlfriend what you said. And they blab their mouth and they become gossipy. And they're women, so they want to be moms. So we've programmed them to want to be moms. And guess what? Guess who gets this the most? When I was the chaplain for the Hillside 
uh, football team. I would sit down with the coaches and be like, hey, like, which, which of these boys are the hardest to coach? The ones with single moms are the hardest to coach. Why? Because here I am. I'm a grown man. I'm a coach for a football team. I'm here to provide structure and rules and discipline, and I'm here to provide strength and boundaries. And you're not going to call me Bob. You're going to call me Coach Stevens. And th- because men don't receive and accept love and respect the same way that women do. So you are going to honor and respect a system. And what do these dudes do? They complain to their mama because they don't have a dad. So if you get a kid who's 15, who's never freaking had a dad or any male energy or someone, even today, literally today, the person who has to stop me from over-disciplining Theo is Tia. He did something today, and I was like, hey, I yelled at him. And he was like, and she was like, babe, did he really deserve that? And I'm like, well, I'd rather over-discipline than under-discipline because that's my job. You don't have bass in your voice, babe. <laughs> I have bass right. in my voice. It's my job. So, yeah, they need to be mentored. But here's the problem. They come get mentored, and they think they're going to get hugs and compliments. Right. And you're right. so awesome. And all, and the dude, all the, not all, not all, all not all, a lot right. of the young men that I have tried to discipline, they, th- that I've tried to mentor or father, they don't like me. They don't right. like me because my job right. is not to be their fan. My job is to be their father. My job is to not right. to be overly impressed with them. My job is to give correction. That's not my job. Right. And we have, right. they're already programmed. So they're already walking into our church. They're already walking into our lives, mommified already. They're already feminized before we even get our hands on them. And so, ah, I know, yeah, Dad, but you want us to be solution driven. I know you Manny, want us to be solution driven. A part of the reason, let me problem. tell you why, though. Let me tell you a part of the reason why this is, is because we don't tell our truths enough. Like you're telling the truth about your dad. We don't tell those stories enough, okay? We don't, people that are successful, men that are successful, we don't talk about it. We don't talk about how much men hurt our feelings. We don't talk about that. I tell the story, people see me or whatever, wherever I am, and very rarely do they hear me tell the story of how I go to Hire D and Carlton Pearson, it's my first Sunday, I'm preaching in front of the thousands of people, he's letting me speak, you know, I'm 30 years old, 31 years old, I get up, I preach the best sermon I actually can, two two times, and everybody goes crazy, and then afterwards, when I go in the back, he's sitting there, and his attitude was, is that the best you can do? Like, jeez, like his his whole attitude yep. with me exactly. was total disappointment. Yep. Like, ooh, God, we got same, a long way. We got a long you. way to go. Everybody else is going crazy. And he's like, yeah, we got a long way to go. And I had to go home to my, to my wife to be like, yeah, I guess I didn't do as good a job as I thought that I did. And then <laughs> <laughs> the next thing you know, he's like, okay, let's start talking about what you did wrong. And what I did wrong, in his estimation, was way more bigger than what I did right. He, he basically sure. was like, I don't care if people made noise. I don't care if anybody moved. I don't care if that doesn't impress me. This, that this was like the equality. You said this, you didn't do this. And I just had to sit there and be like, wow, and take it. We don't tell those stories enough, Manny. What, we just when don't. I first, when I first moved to North Carolina, when I first moved to North Carolina, <laughs> if it hadn't been for, the, for my biological father, I would have hated you. If it, if it had not been for the fact that I was raised 
by someone who spent 18 years in a Cuban prison who was just an old, like my dad, <laughs> my biological father set me up perfectly for my spiritual dad, you know? And when I first moved to North Carolina, I remember I had a speaking engagement. And you text me right after. I'd gotten off stage, and you were like, hey, how'd you do? I text you back, and I said, you know, this is 2013. This is 2013, okay? I said, am I allowed to say I crushed it or I killed it? Can't remember what I said exactly. And you said back to me, as long as you killed it, you can admit that you killed it. And I said, oh, yeah, I killed it. Okay, I then get a message from your administrative assistant at the time, Raina. Raina lets me know that you want to meet with me on Tuesday. I come into your office on Tuesday, and you have the sermon that I preached pulled up on your laptop. And you're like, well, I actually watched. <laughs> and you turned it around, and you were like, this is killing it? This? <laughs> this? This sad sermon that you just, I watched you, this is killing it. And then you proceeded to stand up and re-preach my message to me the way that I should have delivered it. And I remember sitting there and going, yo, this is why I moved to North Carolina. This is exactly why I moved. To, I remember you taking my phone and you being like, hey, delete Instagram, delete Twitter, delete Facebook, delete all of that. And you, I remember you saying, I'll let you have social media again when, when I say so. Two, three months had gone by, and I was like, this dude didn't forgot. Like, I have not tweeted a thing in months. This man has forgotten. And I remember we met up at the mall, and I was like, hey, when are you going to let me have – when are you going to let me have Instagram back? By the way, I'm a 25-year-old adult at this point in my life. I'm like, when are you going to let me have Instagram again? And you had screenshot every single post that you thought was not wise. And I remember you got in your phone and you had show, you showed me every single one, the caption and what I posted. And you said, one day, Manny, you're going to be on TBN. One day you're going to get invited to speak somewhere. And how does this, and you slid your phone across the thing and you said, how does this make you look? Tell me how a woman crush Wednesday of some woman, why is a single man posting about a woman? And then you, I mean, you ripped me. You ripped me. And I remember, I remember you fussed me out so bad that your wife, First Lady LaShawn Thompson had to call me to make sure that I was okay. And the reason that I've been loyal, the reason that we still have a relationship, the reason that I didn't split your church or do something stupid, the reason that I have actually said thank you every single time you tell me something hard is because I, I realized somewhere that if, 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 if sparks aren't flying, iron's not sharpening iron that I don't need anything dull to, iron, to sharpen me. That the whole point of becoming someone who's, the reason I could survive COVID is because of how you discipled me. The reason that I wasn't stressed out when there was an economic downturn or recession is because I was mentored by someone who was hard on me. And if you're mad that Mr. Miyagi is making you do wax on, wax off, then you're going to be screwed the moment there's a real fight. And I think right. that we have to start to go, man, moms are going to train me for a certain thing. Dads, whether spiritual or biological, are going to train me for something totally different. I remember right. you telling me you need to learn 
You need to understand what makes white people laugh. You told me to watch The Office. Right now, I'm sitting in 2022, and 80% of my speaking engagements are at predominantly white churches because of advice you gave me. So, sure. so I, I, sure. at the end of the day, y- y- right. no, I was not. I, I was not mentored by any women. <laughs> the, the, yes, First Lady Lashawn Thompson has had a has has given me advice or counsel, but at the end of the day, I have a man with a man's perspective that's been very helpful. And have I been offended? Absolutely. Has my pride been hurt? Absolutely. But have I been made better because of it? One thousand percent. And, you know, Manny, this the thing that's so interesting about this is that people say to me all the time, like, hey, P.A., why don't you have a fellowship? Why aren't you pastoring all these pastors? Why aren't you bishoping all these people? And a part of my answer is that a lot of the guys that I see that are doing that, the energy they give off to me is very mom. It's very it's very lovey. It's very, oh, you're so great. It's very, oh, you're so perfect. It's very, oh, let me give you a kiss. And my energy is not that at all. My energy is, yo, I am not here to love you. I am. I I love you. As a matter of fact, the sign that I love you is that I actually said something to you, because if I didn't care about you i would not say anything to you and the minute you hear something good from me for real you're gonna really know it okay it's like when my son aj was playing me in basketball he never could beat me and then when he's and he would get upset and i was just like no don't be upset because let me tell you something when you are able to beat me you will know you beat me for real you didn't get you didn't beat me because i was being nice you beat me in the same way it's like people come to me it happens all the time young men oh i want to be connected to you and the minute i'm like okay bet let me give you some father energy let me give you some male energy let me give you some masculine energy they can't take it it's not something they can deal with they end up the same they can't be made better that and and that is a challenging thing. So many in the time we have remaining, because we've got about thirty more minutes. Although this is really good, we can do as long as we want. But I wanna, I want us to just take a couple of seconds and just address it. Since we got an audience, since this is gonna be on the world, since we're here For right sure. now, let's just say a couple of things that are way too feminine and not masculine enough, and let that me men you, need. Let me to- tell you something that I said that helped a young man recently. There's a okay, dude. Great. That, there's a guy that's in my life. There's a guy that I know. We were getting coffee a, a lot. And I, my thing is just be around. Just be around. We don't need to set these little dates to, to hang out. Just be right. around me, you know. And so I remember I'm around him and um, we're talking about his dad because ultimately it needs to it, when you're talking to a man, that dude's father has a massive impact, whether they're not there, there, whatever. The baggage that is created by a dad, whether positive or negative, has to be something that I know if I'm going to be someone who has a pastoral voice in your life. And he was talking about his father, and they don't have the best relationship, but his dad bought him a car. And I went, wait, 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 what? And he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm at, you know, I don't really get along with my dad and this and that. You know, and I was like, wait, but wait, who bought you this car? And he's like, my dad bought me this car. And I was like, then he loves you. I was like, stop, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. You're saying that there's a man somewhere, okay, that lives two, three hours away. He he bought this car for you. He 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 used his money to buy something for you, and you don't immediately associate that as love. I said that's because you you've been mommed, okay. Men, 
men use money as a way to communicate love. And then we're talking about his dad, and he was like, you know, I just want an apology. And I went, whoa, stop, 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 stop. I was like, you think that this 50-year-old man is about to say, I'm sorry to you? I'm sorry? Like, this is a feminine expectation. This is So two things right off the bat. I was like, first of all, if this man has pulled out a wallet and provided something for you, provision is love. Yeah. We provision is the way dads love financial provision is a way that men love. Is it the only way? No, but a man that is not financially providing for his family is not loving them well. So number one, and, man, and man, two, we could take it. We could take it a step farther than that because it's not just fathers. That's men. Period. Now I know that yes. right now it's kind of like we oh we don't in that. That math that's done is a very feminine math. It's a math that says, but if things aren't right between us emotionally or relationally, you can't just buy me with flowers or you can't just take me out on a date or you can't just do something for me and fix it. That is a feminine <laughs> math that is done. Okay. For sure, for and sure. It is absolutely okay for women to think that, although the truth of the matter is that through hundreds and thousands of years of human development that's not true mm-hmm. the truth of the matter is that men are measured by what they bring to the table can you please okay? say that again that's please. a fact men are measured by yeah. what they bring to the table and any man who's insecure is insecure because what he brings to the table isn't that good okay Boom. Nailed it. And Nailed it. because Nailed it. he don't own nothing. Whenever I talk to a yep. dude who's fussing about his divorce, 99% of the time, he's talking about the assets he lost more than he's talking about the woman that he lost. Okay. Because yeah. men yeah. define themselves by what do I have? What do I own? What's my car? Yeah. What's my job? You, What's my house? You know what, What's my this? Yeah. What do I bring to the table? And yes. in the back of yes. a man's mind, he's thinking to himself, I just gave you flowers, so you should be straight. I just upgraded your diamond, so your mouth should be shut. I should be good. I should be able to do almost no wrong. Because I I just took you you to Italy. I just (laughs) took you to Italy, okay? So what that means is if there's hair in the sink, if the toilet seat's up, if my clothes don't quite make it into the hamper, you ought to be good to go. If I'm sitting here watching TV and I don't want to talk, I just want to be quiet, you ought to be straight because look at what you just got. I just did that. I, I understand. I, I said something to my daughter the other day. I said to my daughter that just like money is a poor servant, it's a great servant, but a poor master, the same is true with this information that we're kicking, Okay. We, it doesn't necessarily have to be a master, but it could be a great servant to you. For sure. Okay. For sure. Let it For serve sure. you. You can kick against this information if you want to, or you can take it and use it to your advantage. I told my daughter, don't post pictures of yes. your wait, of wait, food. Wait, wait, wait. Time out. This person just said, but that's not everyone's love language, so there's still more to be done. If all you speak is English, go learn some French. You, why are you acting like you can only speak one language? That's not my love language. Go learn another Yeah, not to language. mention the fact that... What are you talking about? The other problem, though, is what that the locked, whole... You locked in one language? You can only but the, the accept other thing, one though, thing? 
The other thing, Manny, is that whoever read that five love language book and wrote that book, praise God for it, it's bull crap, okay? It's not true, okay? There are five love languages. There are. And women have all five. The minute you just start doing one, you're doomed. If you, if you find out that it's time spent and you just start spending time, at some point they're going to complain about the fact that you don't ever buy them nothing with your broke self. And so, no, no, women have all five. Okay, and men have two. Men have two. Men don't have five. Any man who it's time spent has been overly feminized. Any man, it's all men have two love languages. Okay, it's two. It's Please sex, sex, and do what I say. <laughs> sex and Dose. Sex yeah. and obedience. Those are the key. If I'm not going to sleep with you and you can't do what I ask you to do, why are you here? Matter of fact, there's almost no point in you being my wife if you can't do what I ask you to do. It's almost no point in me having a real long-term relationship with you. And if you can spend all the time you want with me, yep. but if I yep. want sex at the end of it, yep. buy me a gift. That sounds like we're about to have sex. <laughs> you, you are complimenting me with words. That sounds like them legs are about to be up in the air. If you're not going to sleep with me, then all of that was just one great big tease. For okay. Sure. So, yeah. but, but all I'm saying is that women need to understand that Men's minds work differently, okay? If and that I that pop, pop, and that that's not a problem. There's nothing wrong with that. Our if you want to kick against those bricks, okay. you can kick against those bricks all you want. You're just going to end up by yourself is what's going to end up happening because or we're going to push men to be less than what they are. We're going to overly feminize men and just like too much estrogen is detrimental to a man long-term physically. Too much feminine perspective is detrimental to a man long-term emotionally. We are going yeah. to mess with men and get men to a place where they don't know how to be. Okay? Yes. So Agreed. just understand. I said it to my daughter. I said, men, men want to eat. So sh show me... Put pictures on your Instagram of you cooking, not eating. Okay? That's number one. I just, I know you don't want to be <laughs> boiled down to all you do is cook. Got you. You don't want to be enslaved to that. Got it. Okay? But believe me, if you put some pictures of you up cooking, if you put some pictures of you up it's doing your marketing. own hair, pretty smart if marketing. You, if you put some pictures up of you doing your own hair, if you do put some pictures up of you working out, people going to ask you, going to be like interested in you. You know what, Manny, when I see, when I look at women, I see, I follow women on Instagram, not on follow them, but I see them, you know, they, they pops it up, TikTok, all of it. All women want to post right now is pictures of them dancing and clubbing and twerking and drinking. That's all they want to, <laughs> they only want to post whole activity. That's all they want to post. And that's fine. It's just that no one is going to want to make a permanent relationship with you if all you show me is you in a club with drinks in your hand surrounded by a bunch of other women that don't nobody want to be with. It's just, I it's would, not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I would never have married Tia had I not eaten lots of food from her before we got married. Never. Okay. I would have never had. Why would I do that? Okay. okay, Pop, okay so many. Let me tell you something that's helpful that, that I right. think that I think 
we'll, we'll, I think this is kind of where we want the conversation to go. So a couple of years ago, I needed to get a therapist, okay? I needed to get a therapist uh, because in my early 20s, I really dealt with a lot of my dad baggage. I went to therapy and really, like, got into my own head about how I thought about my father. But then, man, you know, mom drama arose, okay? Post-marriage sure. because, you know, I, I found out in therapy that really me and my mom had created a a surrogate spouse relationship that because my dad was on drugs, because my dad was incarcerated, that my dad had become the villain essentially. And that my mom was the victim and that she used me to side with her. So I'm in therapy and, and the therapist is really helping me to have some grace for my mother to really help me to understand my mother. And the therapist says, you know, um, your mom got pregnant at 12. She said, so your mom's dad was not in the picture. Okay, so your mom was raised by a single woman. Second, the, the man who got her pregnant was her first husband, and he failed. He was a heroin addict. Then she married your dad, your dad's, you know, dude number three. Then there's your older brother, dude number four. He said, so let me explain this to you. He said, the dominant, the dominant question in the soul of a woman versus the dominant question in the soul of a man are very, very different. He said, the dominant question, by the time a girl is three, four, five years old. The dominant question is, am I lovable and who will love me? He said, those are the two questions that a girl is asking. Am I lovable and who will love me? He said, in the soul of a young man is a different question. Is the question, am I worthy and how will I prove it? So, she, hmm. so then the therapist then went on to tell me, all of this, this, your mom has been asking this question, am I lovable and who will love me? Well, her dad did not love her. Her first sure, husband did sure. not love her. Her second husband did not love her. According to her, my older brother did not love her. And so now I, I'm married. I'm married I to someone you. else. I've chosen to give all of my time and resources and money and all that stuff to Tia and not her. And the therapist is helping me to understand why my mom is so angry at me. It's because I'm not answering the question of her soul. Well, I wasn't designed to, but still, really, it helped me understand gender more than it helped me to understand my mother. It obviously helped sure. me to understand my mom, but that the question, the question that, you know, Nyla is asking, who's Jesse and Sarah's daughter, versus the question that Theo is going to be asking by the time they're four or five is different. One is, am I worthy and how will I prove it? That's the question that the young man is asking. The young girl is saying, am I lovable and who will love me? Well, first of all, Jesus, the gospel has to answer that question before sure. any person. So the gospel has to answer that question for Nyla. The gospel has to answer that question for Theo. I'm worthy because God says, you're my son and who I'm well pleased. You're loved because God said, I, I've so loved the world that I've given you my one and only son that you shouldn't perish but have everlasting life. So number one, the gospel answers the question for both the male and the female. But then society, other people, your community begins to answer the question. So you said something, Dad, that made me think about this because you said, you know, men, men form identity based on their money, their net worth, based on what they bring to the table. And the reality is that if that's all a man is forming his identity on, that's a problem. But as sure. long as that is a part of what men identify as and bring to the table, that's not a problem. That's, not, that's right. actually part of our DNA. This is also why Paul does not command women to love men. He never does. Right. Paul right. commands women to give men what they actually need, which is respect. 
He says, hey, none of this bull crap about loving your husband. There's not a command in the scriptures for wives to love their husbands. Why? Because love is very easy for women to give. But a man who receives love but doesn't receive respect is going to be a very unhappy man. And the Bible doesn't say that this is a problem. The Bible acknowledges this and actually gives us a solution for this. Second of all, the Bible doesn't tell husbands that we should respect our wives. Why? Because that's not the question of their soul. They need love. So the Bible says right. lay down your life as Christ lays down his life for the church. Right. So right. The, the, well, the other the part of it too, man, is that the other part of it too is that the other reason why the scriptures tell us to do that is because it's the harder thing for us to do. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Loving, it's really loving your give respect. It's easy for me to give respect. Men give my, respect. That's my native men, language. That's men are like, sir, yes, sir. The army, the military coaches, all of it. And getting back to our discussion about men, the truth of the matter is that if a guy can get over, it's like what men need to do, like I, what I would like men to do even from this discussion is to take this like it is a vaccination, okay? Like, wow. like right now, as a result of a conversation like this, you may get a little bit of, bit of a fever, I, I'm already seeing like comments from women or even comments from men, like somebody earlier commented something crazy about, oh, my mother had masculine energy and fathered me and she did the fathering. No, she didn't. Okay, so dude, just stop. Just just quit it. Okay, stop your sour grapes statements. Dude, shut up. You're you're not helping my the discussion at all. Your mother can't father you, okay? I'm sorry, I don't know who told you that. It's not true. Okay. You need a man, you need a guy. Who yeah. knows what it's like? You need that. With uh, I'm so glad your mom was there for you. I really, really am. But please shut up or just get off the talk because you're missing the whole point. You're just making my point in that you are so pressurized to defend women that you yeah. don't understand that women can't do everything. And one of the things that women can't do is they can't make men. So just stop. Just shut up. Yeah. But what even I'm saying men, is that. Giving Father's Day cards to women on, on Father's It's stupid. It's, it's, it's just dumb. It's, it's ridiculous. If you don't have a father, you don't have a man to give a Father's Day card to, then you need to stretch out and go find a mentor or go to church or go find an elder or go find a coach or go to a go to a golf course and find a man that you respect. Other than that, stay out of this conversation because it just doesn't make any sense for you to try to act like your mom fathered you. No, she did not. It's not possible. And whatever you got was not what you should have had. And just because that's all you had didn't mean... That, that's what you should have had. No, that's not true. That's not the case. That's not our situation. So please, just you're, you're pissing me off. But what I'm saying, Manny, is that at the end of the day, we have to understand that if we don't get this thing right together, okay, if we yeah. don't focus in on this, if people do not take this as the vaccination, it may give you a fever. It may make you sick for a little bit. It may bother you, but you're going to get over that. But it's going to be way worse than if you get the flu, okay? Yeah, it's yeah, going to be yeah, way yeah. worse than if you actually catch something really bad, For okay? Sure. This conversation <laughs> is hard. We're trying to give you a vaccination. Either take it or get off the call, okay? Because if you because there are some things that we're saying that are overly feminine and you need to stop doing them, okay? One of the things that's overly feminine is being overly defensive emotionally against something that's a fact, okay? Just Ooh. look at the stats. The truth of the matter is oh, that boy. without men, the society is in trouble. 
if you look at all the leading factors in the in in pat and bad things for men bad things for children it's dad's not being there that's Absolutely. a fact you can argue against those facts all you want you can rejoice that kevin samuels is dead if you want it's stupid because the truth of the matter is that he was just voicing things that were facts it's just the truth and when you get overly emotional about facts you are showing me that you have been raised by a woman that you think like a woman that is overly feminization and that's good for a woman but it's not good for a man yeah. okay here's something else that's not good when you're a man talking too much sometimes you just need to shut up <laughs> sometimes you just need to not talk sometimes you don't need to give all the explanations sometimes you need to just let your mouth take a rest women have more words than men wow they just do and so because you talk too much you end up sharing things you shouldn't share you end up saying stuff that doesn't make sense. You end up saying things that are stupid. You end up responding in a way that's not right. When what you really should have done was just stop talking. Yeah. Because talking too much and expressing too much of your inner thoughts is a feminine thing to do. And I don't mean it in a shady way. I just mean it in... Don't be a woman. For sure. One of the great things about a woman is how much they talk. That's great. Yeah. That's amazing. Like they will really talk. And if you like women, then you will want to hear them talk. And it's like, wow, that's really interesting. Like you can just lose your day in it. You really can. Like you can just take a deep breath, especially if you like her. Okay, but no one is requiring that you talk all the time or that you always have something to say. And and women who are watching this and respect me or whatever who think, let me tell you something right now. If you need a man to fill all of your silences with talk, you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Sometimes men don't want to talk. Absolutely. Come in here, be cute, make me a sandwich, sit down while the game is on, and shut up. Because sometimes real men don't want to talk all the time. Manny, to do this show on a Monday night, right, I have to basically almost not talk all day. For sure. Because For sure. I preached on Sunday. When I get done preaching on Sunday and greeting everybody and talking to everybody afterwards, you can ask anybody in this house. Like, after that, I'm pretty much, by my, I'm done. Like, I don't have too much yeah. more words. Yeah. And if you get me talking too much, you're going to hear something you don't necessarily <laughs> want to hear. <laughs> so, this whole pressure for men to be sitting around doing all this chatting and all this talking, understand, that is an extremely feminine thing to do. Okay? I, I, listen, I got, I understand. Let me just give one more, Mandy, and I'll shut up and let you talk. And no, no, the I'm going to piggyback one. on that, that my relationship with you really flourished when I stopped having this expectation that me and you were going to sit around and talk. That, you, you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes we measure intimacy 
by how much talking is happening. And sometimes intimacy is not about how much talking is happening. That there have been times where I've been around you, and it's not necessarily that we're talking, but I'm I'm just around you. And uh, yeah. and but I definitely came into the relationship with this expectation that if we're around one another, then we should be talking. And yeah, yeah, okay, go ahead, go ahead, Pop. I just wanted to. Yeah, I mean, and Manny, you and I are preachers. Like we, you and I are communicators. For sure. I, we, for sure. Well, this is what we do for a living. So we yes. we talk. And we get talked out. And sometimes it's just kind of like, yeah, I'm For not. Sure. I'm, We're on the I'm high not, I mean, end. We're on the high end of mass of the, in, in terms of the spectrum of like most, men and words, we are, we, we are not the norm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's and, fair. And, and it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing from the women around me that they may walk in and ask me like, do you want to eat? And I sometimes do I want to eat is too much to say. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. just too much. I'm just like. If you don't know if I'm hungry or not, just why do I have to sure. open up my mouth and talk? It's too much. Yep. The other thing is over-calculating and overthinking and being Ooh. overly cautious. Oh, man. Okay. Oh, man. Taking You're going to hurt some feelings with this one. You're going to hurt Taking some risks. This is yeah, a male yeah, yeah. thing to do. Women have to be more cautious because they're, the stakes are high. You know, the stakes is high. Dan, what was that? De La Soul. Stakes is high. For women, the stakes are higher. Okay? For men, if there's ever a time to take a risk, it's when you're younger than 35. For sure. And if you're 35 years old and you're scared to take a risk, you're a punk. Yeah. Okay, I don't want to know how much money you make. It's ridiculous. It's stupid. You're 33, so you have your whole life to recoup what you lost. Yeah. At 34 yeah. years old, I had I was making six figures. I had a company car. I had just bought a house. I owned some other property, and I moved. I risked everything. To come to a place that I don't, that I never lived before, that I didn't know anybody, I bet on myself. If you can't bet on yourself as a dude, younger yep. than 35, my suggestion yep. to you is you're talking to women too much. Yeah. And your, your male processes are being disrupted by yep. over-femalization of your yep. perspective, okay? Because yep. women have to be cautious because the stakes are high. But for you, for sure. you need to get something done that scares you. Yes. If you are afraid of fear, Ooh. your mind has been overly feminized. Yeah. You have yeah. got yeah. to face stuff that scares you. If you can't go outside and walk in the dark, you have been overly feminized. If you cannot go somewhere that makes you nervous, you are overly feminized. You have to get out of the house, get away from your computer, turn off your video game, turn pornography off, and actually take the risk of doing something that makes you nervous. It's exactly. the only way to grow. Yeah. Man, when you said that to me and I said to you, son, I'm only going to pay you but so much money. Now, you can make more money working for yourself. 
then you can't work it for me. So why don't you be a man and yep. believe that you can go and do something and bet on yourself? And even if you fail at 35, you can yep. always come back here. I told you, I'll always be here for you. I'll always be a net for you. I got you. You can come back here at 35 if that's what you want. Do you know how many men call me and they're like, oh, Pastor Andy this, Pastor Andy that, Pastor Andy this, Pastor Andy. Oh, no, 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 no. And I say, okay, bet. Tell you what. Sell all you have, give it to the poor, then come follow me. Wow. Do you know how many wow. times I say that to men? Do you know wow. how many men have done it? Two. Two. Who? Who? You. I better, and this, I better be on this list. Okay. You and this kid that's sitting over here in this room right now being quiet, listening, yeah. because he's gifted and anointed, but too young to be talking. Man, he sent me a text talking about you're not saying anything to me about how I'm doing. And I'm like, right. And I'm not going to say anything to you about how you're doing. And if you don't like that, then you can go back to Flint. (laughs) Because I'm not giving you any good grades right now. You're not getting any right now because I'm not your mom. So what I'm saying is that you, you, you stepped out. I, I said to that kid, I was like, yeah, I don't know what you're going to do. I'm not, I'm, I'm not making you any promises. Yeah. Okay. I didn't think I would ever hear from this kid ever again. The, a month later, he was here. Hi. For sure. For sure. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, hey, what are you doing here? I just want to come visit. I'm like, okay, great. He was like, oh, I'll see you next month. I was like, are oh, you coming sure. back next month to visit? He was like, no, I packed up. I've moved. I, he broke up with his girlfriend. I'm like, yeah, you, you can't bring her. No. I said, sell everything you have. No, I don't. Yeah. I want a clean slate. Don't bring yeah. nothing on the board. It's like, if you cannot take that risk, you will never be rich. You will for never sure. have money. You will never work for yourself. You will never be free. You will forever be a scared punk. For sure. You'll be a slave. And it's like, many, we're, we're afraid, right? To let men be this way because this same, this like this is the same thing that makes men go too far and do things that are unacceptable. I understand. It's like there's a fine line to walk. For sure. For sure. But like I'm not, you know how many guys ask my daughter out and I'm, and I'm like, so what happens? She's kind of like, well, I mean, he asked me out once, but I mean. And I'm like, yo, if you see somebody fine, you got to let them know. Nobody's saying be a stalker, but have some stones to be like, yeah, I really like you. <laughs> That's yeah, masculinity. We, we are in the slide in the DMs and then say LOL after it because I'm really Let, insecure and scared. The days of, the days of I've, I've got a pair. And I and I will walk up to somebody and introduce myself to them. It's almost too much. It's it, it. The stuff, Dad. The stuff that has made me great has also gotten me in trouble. It's it's kind of like I remember one time me and you were at a pastors and leaders conference, right? And Bishop Jakes had like a banquet afterwards, and I said, you know, you were speaking, and you were doing a relationship session, and I remember saying, can I go? To the, to the private T.D. Jakes, Jake's banquet deal. And I remember you saying, like, no, Manny, you can't go. And in my head, I went, I'm going to get into this banquet. I, <laughs> I am going to figure out a way 
to get into this dang banquet. I remember like three hours later, it's like 10 p.m., 11 p.m., and I'm at the banquet. And you looked at me like, how did you get in here? And I went, that's for me to know. And that I, I, I figured out a way to get into this banquet. The thing that has made me great also makes me sometimes a little inappropriate. It makes me go up to someone I shouldn't go up to and introduce myself. It makes me text people and be like, hey, can I come speak at your church? It also makes me overly aggressive. But at the end of the day, I remember there was a, I was in a group chat with a bunch of preachers, right? And they named the group chat non-public non figure pastors or something like that, something stupid. And I was like, I'm going to go make my profile a public figure right now and start running ads so that I can get speaking engagements. While you're waiting for validation, while you're waiting for a speaking invitation, I've gotten 70 in the last year because I put myself out there. It, I, I'm totally fine with rejection. I'm totally okay with somebody being like, yo, man, I got this text from Manny, and it seems a little, it seems a little, uh, it seems like he's fishing. And it's like, yeah, because I'm hungry. Because Manny, I'm a, let me I'm take this. There's nothing Manny, wrong I'm gonna with take that. I'm gonna take it to a whole nother level. I was reading an article the other day that was talking about how the fastest growing population of infidelity is women. Women are being unfaithful at a higher level than ever. Okay. Okay. So men have always kind of struggled with fidelity within a marriage situation, but now female infidelity has grown like 250% over the last 20 years. Yep. And they were looking at all the causes and all the factors, which I'm kind of into when the, from a psychological perspective. But this was one of the factors that blew my mind. And that is that what's happening is that women are cheating on men that they have tamed. Dang. Dang. You understand? So Dang. women so he's have not a necessarily sexually aggressive anymore. No, women have a monster fantasy. This is why they love werewolves. This is For why sure. they love vampire shows. This is why they love Pirates of the Caribbean. This is why they they love the man. They love Beauty and the Beast. They love the guy that they're a little scared of, a little nervous. They can't make him do it, For but sure. they want to tame him. They want to tame him. Okay, uh -huh, uh -huh. but the problem is. Once they tame that dude, he gets boring and yep. they lose respect for that guy. For sure. Okay. For sure. Because for sure. once women get in charge, they realize that being in charge sucks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's not so what then, they were designed for. It's designed. Not what they were. So then they start, they start wanting somebody that's got a plan. The next thing you know, you're hearing them talk about he ain't got a plan. Well, because the dude who has a plan is the dude who has an expectation of what's going to happen when this plan is done. If sure. I plan a date, if I plan a candlelight dinner, if I plan a dinner, if I brought roses, if I rented a limo, if I planned all this out, what's also in that plan is you on your back. So <laughs> if you want the planned dude, then you are going to have to be prepared to yeah. play the role within the plan. And yeah. if you are at that point going to decide, well, no, because I'm, which you have every right to do. Ain't nobody trying to rape you. Ain't nobody trying to do nothing. No, none of that. But just understand, you're going to end up with a dude who is never going to have a plan because he's waiting on you to feel sure. it.
And so the, 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 the thing that was mind-blowing was that women are looking for dudes to cheat on their husbands with, with guys who are like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. No, I'm not going there. No, I don't feel like doing that. It's the insanity of this situation is that women have been pressurized into being masculine. Okay. Then come to find out masculinity is not all it's cracked up to be. Okay. And I'm going to tell you right now, there are some guys are going to find out that femininity is not all it's cracked up to be. Okay. Walking around being a giant hands too big. Adam's apple trying to hide it. Woman it's not going to necessarily be what you thought it was going to be. Like you had an idea like it was going to be great. I'm not, but it's not, I'm not going to be as good as you thought. PA. I'm not exaggerating. I spoke at two youth events this summer and cause I I've done less and less youth events and more and more adult Sundays or adult conferences. I spoke at two youth events this summer and I'm not exaggerating. Maybe a fourth of these boys had their fingernails painted. And it took every ounce of self-control for me to not just go off. Like, it took a lot of self-control for me to not grab the microphone and get on stage and be like, now what are y'all? And, and, and they're saying, oh, no, we're not, we're, not, we're not gay. Like, this isn't gay. This is just fashionable. And I just want to be like... <laughs> Gay is not just about sexual acts or sexual orientation. Gay is about how much femininity you have allowed into your existence as a young man, as a male, that you don't yeah. value the fact that you are masculine, that, you, that right. you're a man. And there's a certain – you're a young man. You're 14, you're 15, you're 16. Or even I've seen young adults with their fingernails painted, and I'm just kind of like – I don't want to sound like a dinosaur. I don't want to sound like this old fart. But at the end of the day, I'm like, yo, we have traded off our masculinity like it's a bowl of soup. We've traded yeah. off our masculinity for a bowl of soup. And it, it, is, it is fool's gold. It is ridiculous. Uh, it is, yeah. it, it is, it is, the, you, uh, PA, you're going to love this, okay? Me and T are in the car, me in the car like three weeks ago. And she sees that Russia, that the government of Russia, is offering women who want to have multiple children $16,000 that the government, the government is going to pay women to start having more and more and more children. And, and, and I went, of course they are, of course they are because you can't have great societies with birth rates that are low. You can't have great societies with people not multiplying and being fruitful that, that at the end of the day, maybe, just maybe, God's right. Maybe, just maybe, the Bible knows what it's talking about. Maybe, just maybe, we're not antiquated and we're not, you know, because China has a plan to overtake us. China has a plan to invade this country and totally overtake us. And the kid with their freaking fingernails painted, I don't trust that kid to protect me against the Chinese military who's going to completely ransack this country. At some point, we have to fight for the men, especially whether it's black men or American men, whatever category we care about, or Christian men, 
Those are the three categories I care about. Christian men, black men, and freaking American men to step up and be like, you know what? I'm going to protect the fact that I'm a man and masculine energy matters and men matter and masculine power is necessary. And that is a good thing. That's not a bad thing. We don't need to apologize for it. The same way that I'm unapologetically black, I'm unapologetically masculine. I will never right. apologize for the fact that I'm a freaking man. And yes, like to, to your point, take risk, have faith. Legit, September. <laughs> this, I maybe shouldn't admit this on the whole worldwide internet, but it's fine because I'm okay with taking risks. I'm left, I left North Carolina in March. I moved to Dallas in March. It's September. And we've just got health insurance this month. And th I'm okay with the fact that, you know what? My son missed his one-year-old shots. It's okay. It's okay for me because I'm building something. I, everything doesn't have to be perfect because I'm in a season where I'm trying to become a millionaire. I'm building something. And you know what? The kid's got food. The kid's got a roof over his head. Hey, he's going to be a month late or two months late with his shots. It's okay. T is the one that's like, hey, what about that insurance? <laughs> Yo, remember to get that health insurance. And she's calculating and she's filling in the details. But I'm taking risks. I'm doing right. what I got to do to build a legacy for my family and to build a, build a legacy for my kid. Because one day I want my freaking son to walk into Target and grab his dad's book. So I've got to be right. busy getting a book deal. And i got to be busy right. doing speaking right. engagements. And do I like being away from my family as much as I have to be away from my family? No. But guess what? I'm a man. And so I suck it up. And I'm not super emotional about it. I do what i got to do so I can provide. And anyone that says provision is not love has never provided for somebody. You do not think the only person who does not equate provision as love is the recipient. The person yeah. doing the providing 100% knows that provision in the f is a form of love. The only person who's ignorant about that is someone who's never had to break their back providing for another human being. And, and can I interject and do something else and correct another misnomer that's happened in the church? We have to realize... Gentlemen, it's why we got to go back to church, because church is going to cater to ultimately to the population that is there. OK, so yes. when the church becomes overly feminized, dang, then we dang. start to preach a gospel that is overly feminine. OK, and so this notion of family first is a feminine notion. Okay? OK, I'm not saying your family isn't important, but gentlemen, it's not family first. It's food first. It's work first. It's purpose first, okay? God made Adam and put him in a garden with food yeah. and work and purpose before he ever got Eve, before he ever had children, okay? Women put their family first. Men put their purpose first and their work first and their job first. And anybody in the Christian world, any preacher, anyone that's telling you, oh, it's family first, They've been raised by women. They have a feminine perspective. They have a perspective. They're preaching a gospel that caters to women because women is the only one that go to their church. And so now they have to kind of say this fake thing about, oh, well, you got to put your family first. And what I'm telling you is it'd be great if you put the family first. And it'd be great if this dude could put work first and purpose first, because at the end of the day, if I put family first, we can't eat. That everybody's going to look at me like I'm crazy, okay? So yes. family don't work without food, all right? So Amen. sure, 
Yeah, family's important, but before I strip my shirt off and put my baby up next to my chest and have a bonding moment, I better do that because I took time off from my job. Because if you're not working, you don't eat. And the Bible says that a man that doesn't take care of his own is worse than an unbeliever. Worse than an unbeliever. So, Preach So that. right now, it just right it the it basically lays out for you what is the most important thing for you to do. And with that in mind, let me also encourage men to take risks, to make a connection, and to procreate. Because nothing puts pressure on you like procreation. Ain't that nothing puts pressure on you like having a child. Because if you have a child and you do not take care of your child, something is wrong with you. Now, yes. if you have some crazy baby's mama and she won't let you, and she won't let you see your child, yo, guess what, bruh? Go get a lawyer. Go to the courts. Fight. Fight to the death. Fight. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? Be, be prepared. If you realize it's going to be a war, then be prepared for war. But fight for your seed and care for your seed. Okay? Take care of your children. And having another child, having a child will force you into a place where you are scared. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with you being scared. Okay? And if yeah. you are, you have crossed 30 you ain't got no children out here. You have to check yourself before you wreck yourself because you are losing a significant motivator in you being successful. Most of us who have been pushed as men have been pushed by the straight gut-wrenching terror, terror of, oh my God, what if my child can't eat? And so understanding the pressures of masculinity is huge. Understanding that there's nothing wrong with you being a man. Understanding that you being you can absolutely be masculine without being misogynistic. You can absolutely 100%. be masculine without being without being subjugative. You can absolutely be masculine and still be caring. You can absolutely be masculine and still be tender. You can absolutely be masculine and still listen and still hear. You can absolutely 1, be masculine and still talk. It doesn't mean you never share. It doesn't yes. mean you always shut down. Yes. You can absolutely be masculine and not whoop somebody's behind, but you can also have a feeling where you might want to whoop somebody's behind. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because believe me, bruh, the girl wants somebody who might step up and whoop somebody's behind. Not that you're looking to do it, but that confidence yes. is attractive. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. And if, this. Sure. Pro provision, protection, and presence are the three things that God says is fatherly. These are things that God does. He gives provision. You can't provide for someone. You cannot be, uh, you cannot claim that you're a father or a good husband. If you can't protect, you can't physically protect somebody, then by nature, you're not, you're not the kind of dude who we're talking to that, that, that is in the place to be demanding anything. And number three, presence, that you're present. Now, we can describe what presence actually is, but I think that provision, protection, and presence is a great place for a young dude to start by saying, man, like, wh where am I? And do I even deserve a woman? Do I deserve 
to be in relationships with with a woman and 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 how masculine am am I? Can I protect anybody? If you can't protect yeah. somebody, then yo something's wrong. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, but Manny, there's a whole lot of talk right now about whether or not being in a relationship with a woman long term is beneficial. And that's only a discussion if you have not fully embraced your masculinity. If okay. you fully embrace your masculinity, then you understand that a connection with a woman is something that actually is going to push you and drive you towards great. It doesn't necessarily have to be her. It has to do with you and your sense of self. Yes, it's like yes, I yes. told that story, you know, the that, you know, at the first time I was asked to buy uh pads because it was somebody's time of the month i was kind of like oh my god and i went in there and i bought a, i bought a couple with a whole bunch of other stuff but when i became a man <laughs> and put childish ways behind me yeah i realized that buying sanitary napkins is proof that i'm a man okay for sure that for i actually sure. have relationships with women actually <laughs> who are under my care and i yeah. actually am a real dude Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm not that if I don't, and if yeah. all I ever do is is just buy male stuff, then it's a sign that yeah, you see alone. me, you might see me walking through. I'm walking through Victoria's Secrets. I'm not walking through Victoria's Secrets because I'm some kind of prevert. I'm walking through Victoria's Secrets because I actually have women in my life. Okay, it's, I'm walking through. I'm in free people because I have daughters. I have. Like, what are, you, what are you talking about? Be a man and be complete. And, and, let me end this inoculation by saying that men need interaction with men. For sure, for sure. Once you get a woman, once you get some women, you have to be careful that women don't dominate your social world so much. Wow. Wow. That you become overly feminized in your social interaction. Understand, masculinity can't survive if you are always with a woman. That's factual. Okay? And it's very easy to allow your social interactions to be dominated by a woman. Yeah. There's nothing wrong. Listen, it's great. Spend time. Take your wife out. Take your girl out. Go out. That's great. But you need to reserve some time where you and your boys, you and your dudes get a chance to be around each other and you receive masculine energy and get masculine energy yeah. so yeah. that you can hear a dude say to you, dude, are you eating too much? Dude, you better drink your water, bruh, getting fat over there, bruh, there's yeah. no way you need to start brushing your teeth. Here's a breath mint. If you don't get male energy from other men, you will find yourself lessened by too sure. much feminine energy. For sure. Just like outside estradiols can be detrimental to your health long-term physically, you need male interaction to keep your maleness real. Yes. Believe me, your woman who's really a woman does not want a man who's a girl. 
Some do, though. This is the problem, though. Some really do. But the good ones don't. I'll give you that. Manny, the good ones don't. I would contend that the ones who do only want that because they can't get the ones that are male. That's fair. That's fair. That's They're I'm, I'm the alpha. You. They're the alpha. Okay? They decided to be the alpha because they can't get a guy who wants Women to be in, in charge. Chat. Women are on Instagram saying, no, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> Yo, you're right. I'm, you're right. I'm, I'm just saying it's kind of like, oh, well, I'll depend on me because I got to act like it's what I want. But the truth of the matter is that I've been so raised to push off this, this masculine energy. And it's really something that we really need to talk about. Uh, we, we got into this conversation last night in which we were basically talking about how if only 25% of a culture has men, then we're going to educate the thousand based on the 750 and not on the 250. Okay. Yep. You understand? Okay. So if yep. we've got majority, a thousand black women and only privilege. two, if we have a thousand black women and only 250 of those black women have men, then we have to educate all of these black women based on the 750 and based on the 250. Got it. Yep. So now what ends up happening is you end up having women in the 250 with a 750 attitude. Dang, dang. Because that's the way they were all trained. Oh, Jesus. And that's why black men are, are starting to holler at Hispanic women. Because in oh, the Hispanic about culture, get, it's this flipped. Is, this is about to be controversial. In the, in the Hispanic Andy culture, Thompson. it's flipped. Manny, oh, it's flipped. Oh, so in Hispanic I'm half, culture, I'm half Hispanic. I know. Okay, so in the, the in the Hispanic culture, in that thousand women, the seven fifty are the ones that have men, and it's the two fifty that don't. In the Indian culture, the seven fifty have men, and it's the two fifty that don't. So now the thousand have been educated for the seven fifty that have men, not for yep. the two fifty. Yeah. But within our culture, and this is where a part of where Kevin, God rest his soul, Samuels missed the point is. He didn't address the cause of this because this is caused by a systematic oppressive attack against a people 100%. within a community and a country yes. in which they are enslaved. Okay, so what has happened to the black family and the black man and since the 1960s and where we are today has been a flip. Of this 750, 250 to 250, 750. And so now there are women who are in the 250 with a 750 attitude. Oh boy. Okay. Oh, and so boy. because that's how they were trained, that's how they were raised. They were raised for the thought pattern of the 750, and they've somehow got into the 250 and want to be in the 250 with a 750 attitude. And oh, if you Jesus. do that, you're going to find yourself back in the 750. At some point, you're going to have to reevaluate what you were taught. You're going to have to realize that what you were taught was wrong. And you are not going to have someone with that 750 mentality. That's Ooh. not going to happen. Now, that was a big part of what Kevin Samuels was trying to communicate is that you can't have the 750 mentality and have a man. For sure. You're in the 25th percentile. 
you're going to have to have a different attitude. Because if you don't, you won't be in that group any longer, especially not today. You're going to find yourself back over here in the 750 with the rest of the culture. And to reevaluate what your perspective is about a man, especially about a strong man. Because what is happening is the 750 is being taught to be masculine and strong. So now the 250 are either going to override strength in men or lose strong men. Yeah. Oh, Dad. My perspective on this is probably going <laughs> to... Th this is not good because if, if I'm scared for America... A couple, you know, 25, 30 minutes ago, I was like, I'm scared for America. China's going to invade us, and we got John over here with freaking yellow fingernails. And I'm, I'm scared <laughs> for our country. Like, I'm actually scared for America. If you want to know what I'm even more scared of, more than I'm scared for America, I'm very scared for black people. I'm very scared for black people. <laughs> and when it comes to the pers an American perspective in our country— there is a conservative perspective that can, can actually help us to preserve ourselves, And then there's a liberal perspective. And the thing that makes me very nervous is that black people have, have tended to side with a liberal perspective that is going to kill America and definitely kill black people. And the moment a black person says, yeah, I'm a conservative, I, I'm a conservative, we get labeled Uncle Tom's. You know how many times I have said to my to people, yeah, I, I'm a conservative because I love black people, actually. I'm a conservative because I think that black people should own property and black people should have traditional family values and have family businesses and own, uh, and own land and have guns. I am a conservative because it is conservative values that would make someone have five, six, seven, eight kids. It's conservative values that I'm not even saying Christian. I'm just saying conservative <laughs> that sure. we as a society have decided. And by a society, I mean, black people have decided, Oh no, these liberal left democratic ideas that white people aren't even letting white people do anymore. Cause white conservatives have said, uh, uh, y'all can't kill babies no more. You can't kill babies because it's not good for our empire. It's not good for America. So you can't just kill babies. So the, the conservative whites have now made the liberal whites stop it. And the black people are like, nah, we over here with these liberal white people who are killing themselves and killing us. And I just go, this makes no sense to me because the ideas that will actually help black people the most are conservative ideas. Ideas yeah. that center around traditional family, traditional nuclear family that center around traditional gender roles. <laughs> we can dance around it all we want, but what we have talked about for the last hour and 45 minutes have been conservative ideas. Conserv and that does not make me an Uncle Tom. It does not make you an Uncle Tom. I'm married to a black woman, and so are you. I'm not an Uncle Tom. I'm actually someone who's pro-life, and I'm not pro-choice. You should not have the choice to kill our race. You should not have the choice to kill our, our future. 
no, I'm I'm pro-life and I'm conservative because everything that we are saying leans in a conservative way. But let me just let me if I say Manny, let me let me interrupt you and say first of all, but Manny, Uncle Tom, from now to the end of uh, of of America, Manny, let me jump in here and just correct you because the truth of the matter is that people say Uncle Tom and have never read Uncle Tom's Cabin because the truth of the matter is that. The Uncle Tom character is actually a hero for African American people. So that's just it, in this day. It's a, the Uncle Tom is someone who was actually a hero. So I, it's just it's, it happened in the in the misnomer. But I I understand your point. Let me let me give an answer because it's rolling on nine. Let me give an answer. Let me tell you what needs to happen. Okay. Yeah. Hey, if you if you happen to find yourself in the two fifty, you got to get a better attitude. And what I would suggest you do is it's just like man, you know what it's like. It's like being a black man, you may have to be conscious of racism coming from white people, okay? That may be a bit of your wall that's up. But the minute you meet really great, loving white people, you got to let your wall down. And you got to get a better attitude because there are some really great white people out there. And you can have a great relationship with some white people. You can't be, you can't have that same attitude in the exact same way. If you've been raised in the 1,000, okay, and you've been raised like the 750, and you find yourself in the 250, you better get a better attitude, especially if you have a good man. Okay, now if your man sucks, sure. then you need to figure that out. But if you find yourself in the 250, okay, and you actually have a man who cares about you, works, wants to be there for you, wants to love you, wants to take care of you, okay, you've been trained to think like the 750. You need to change your mindset, okay? You need to stop Absolutely. hanging out with your 750 friends. You need to go find yourself some Puerto Ricans. You need to go hang out with some Spanish girls. You need to go down to the temple and hang out with some Indian girls. And you need to listen to people whose culture is flipped because your 750 black girls are going to make you lose your man by spouting the nonsense that they have been taught just to survive in this upside-down society that America has forced on African-Americans, okay? If you find yourself in that 25-percentile group, sweetheart, do yourself a favor, okay? Stop going out with all of your girls who don't nobody want to be with, okay? Ooh. Go find the culture and spend some time. Somebody said, hola, papi. Find yourself <laughs> around some... <laughs> Some women, get yourself around the culture. Maybe go back to the homeland. Go to Ghana. Go to South Africa. Go, go find your people and get around some women who have been actually culturally strengthened to be a support to a man who know how to shut up, who know how to make a meal, who know how to be supportive, who know how to say, thanks, honey, that was really great. Otherwise, you're going to find yourself back over here in the 750, and we don't need that. Manny, no, one of no, the things that not. I so agree with your argument. This is, this a thousand is one of the best lives. Look, <laughs> PA, I've been on some Instagram lives, okay? I've done them. I've been, I've, I've been the consumer and the contributor. This is one of the best freaking Instagram lives. I just need to, I need someone to acknowledge that this is freaking incredible. Okay, we can now carry yeah, yeah. on. 
Man, Manny, I agree with you a thousand percent. I think that, you know, Candace Owens is like, you know, because of her rhetoric, we can't stand her. But the truth of the matter is that there is some and truth I can't that she's spouting. I can't stand her. I, I can't like stand her. She, I don't like how I she I can't talks. stand her. Do you, but do you know why she talks like that? Because she's talking for white people. That, that's not the only reason. Okay, why else? It's also sour grapes. Okay. What, okay. She's mad at black men. She's mad at black men because she couldn't get one. Oh, Jesus. So sometimes when that happens, it creates this kind of energy in which you're just mad at them all because one, none of them wanted to pick you. Okay. So now you got to act like that's not what you wanted. And, but it's okay, girl. We get you. We get, this happens almost all the time, man. It happens a lot where I'll get around. Uh, you know, a, a sister in this situation. And when I come around, they get uncomfortable because I know the truth. But anyway, all I'm saying is this. PA, I don't know who's more controversial, you or me. <laughs> Let me just say this. Let me just say this. What I'm saying is, is in this, she's right. Okay. That. We sided with the Democratic Party because we were in a position of poverty, okay, as a result of being decimated for 400 years by a system that was unfair to us in which we were basically property, okay? The Democratic, the Democratic Party seemed to be the party that was thinking the most about fairness and equality for everyone, and that's how we sided with that party, but we now have to understand that at the end of the day, it ain't about the party. That's not what it's about. Hmm. It's about African-Americans. For okay? sure. And, and I don't know if I've said this on the show, Morgan, but I'm going to say it now. What African-Americans need to understand is that we are the birds riding on the back of the rhinoceros. Okay. The rhinoceros is crossing the Nile. It's not afraid of crocodiles. Okay? We are the birds on the back. Every other minority group understands this. Mm -hmm. Mexicans, Asians, everyone comes here, lands on the back of the rhinoceros, and takes the ride without thinking that they're the rhinoceros. Back For to, some reason, I, I understand this because my dad was an immigrant, right? Okay, so I'm and Cuban, I'm Manny. I'm black. The I reason why is because we've been here forever. We help build the roads. We help build the. But at the end of the day, we are 10% of the population, 12% for the last three census. We are not the rhino. We are the bird on the back. And what we need is unity with each other. Okay? We are not here to peck. At the rhino. We are here to get the ride so that we can be the strongest birds we can be. The minute we get down in the water and start walking across, we're going to get snapped up. Actually. Now, if we, what I'm afraid of is, like, like right now, the Hispanic culture is way more conservative than us. 
One because they're more family oriented. They're more, way more. You know and how so, many, you know how many Mexicans I've met. I, I now live in Texas, right? Do you know how many Mexicans I've met in the past six months who voted for Trump? And no, oh, no doubt, these they, Mexicans do not call each other whatever their equivalent of Uncle Tom is just because they voted for Donald Trump. That right. is absolutely ridiculous. Black people, the only we're the only people who, in a lot of ways, we have the same masculine feminine problem as a race because right. white black people it's like we don't we want to be white and it's like wait, right. wait, 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 wait. why can't we just be black we, right. it's okay right. why do we have to divide just because if it's smarter to vote for donald trump then it's smarter to vote for donald trump who cares right. because you can't right. convince me that Donald Trump is more racist than Joe Biden. You cannot convince yeah. me of that. But Manny, my, my argument sorry, is just that sorry, we need to be committed to each other. For like, it's not people. even about what party. It, it's, Agreed. Yeah, uh, Agreed. Yo, Ice Cube went to meet with Trump. Yo, go meet with Trump. Get us the best deal we can get because we're not the rhino. Exactly. Okay? We're not the rhino. All right? And it's like, we, we thought we were because we got Obama in the White House. But what would have really been great is if Obama had realized he's the bird. And he actually was ratatouille in it for a little bit. And if he had grabbed the ears and steered us into a better place, then but we thought Obama was proof that we're the rhino. And the truth of the matter is that we're not. So we have to be able to come together and be strengthened in unity with each other. And then whatever party serves us best, hallelujah. For That's sure. great. And so there and is the definitely. Day, Dad, here's what I'm saying. It's not even about a party. It's about values. That's right. Values. That's right. That's right. Demo Democrats will vote based on who the president, who the, the nominee right. is, who the candidate right. is. Conservatives right. just vote conservative. It does not matter who the candidate right. is. People no who vote Republican, they just vote Republican, not based right. on the person or the personality, but based on the values. And I'm saying that the values that help entrepreneurs, the values that help people build wealth, the values that help people get married and stay married, the values that help people have definition to gender are conservative values. I don't right. care if Big Bird runs for president and is touting conservative values I'm all about conservative values because these liberal, feminist, crazy values over here on the left, they're ruining America and they're ruining black people. They're ruining oh, society. Un unequivocally. And no uncertain terms. And no Letting uncertain terms. a freaking five-year-old pick their pronouns is a democratic, liberal, left idea. That's a dumb it's, idea. And there are conservative insane. values in this country that can it, actually help black people. And it's insane. People, period. It is insane. It, it's, it's such a death march that it's clearly demonic. I mean, clearly it's driven by a demonic agenda that has to do with death. Because no country gives to the church the way America does. None. Yes. <clears throat> yes. So yes. the 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 America as a country gives more to Christianity and the church than any other nation in the world, okay? And so it's definitely attack against the very fiber of the fabric of the country, 
which in essence is Christian, although we can go, that's a whole nother story altogether. I would say it's D. Okay. I wouldn't say it's Christian. No doubt. Sure. The framers sure. of the Constitution or freaking, sure. uh, uh, what is what is the freaking cult? Secret society joint. Yeah, let's not get into the, let's not go there, Manny. Okay, all I'm saying is, in no uncertain terms, conservative values and family values are, it's true, you know, and, and if there's any group that's not growing, just like for the first time ever, the white population is less than 60% in America, the African-American culture is not growing. We've been stuck at 12%. For the last several, last three census, and it's because of all of these things that we're talking about. It's definitely Free something Masons. we need to do a better Free job. Masons. Yeah, the Freemasons. Yeah, let's not go there. But it's it's definitely a discussion that needs to be had. It definitely needs something that needs to be talked about. And I think a big part of that is men need to be men. Men need to be counted. Men need to step up. Men need to take responsibility for their families, responsibility for their communities, responsibility for their seed. You need to be the source and the sustainer. Someone you need said to take slave owners. Everybody <laughs> said Freemasons, Freemasons, Freemasons. Sl slave, slave owners. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it's definitely yeah. something that needs to happen. Wrong with and so I'm sorry. Masculine energy it's definitely something that needs to be revitalized. Feminine energy needs to also be acknowledged and embraced. There's nothing wrong with women being women. Viva la difference. Okay. And okay. So Manny, this has been really great. Hey, okay. Talked for two hours, two hours straight. And, and it Probably was great. Proves we should do this more often. We should do this more often. So, all right. So, I just want to shout out to everyone. This was uh, season one, episode four of Beyond the Pulpit. Everybody that joined me on Instagram Live, welcome, welcome, welcome. We are going to save this. We are going to share this, okay? We are. Feel free to comment. Also, feel free to be wrong um, because you probably are, especially if you haven't read a book in the last year. So, it's been great. And I'm looking for us to do it again. Manny, we got to do this again as soon as possible. And uh, Monday night, 7 p.m., right here, Beyond the Pulpit. See you next time. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for listening to Beyond the Pulpit with Andy Thompson. If you enjoyed the conversation, be sure to follow Andy Thompson on all social media platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, head over to www.pastorandy.com slash podcast for more information on how to donate and stay connected with Andy Thompson.